Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. As always, I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining us today, world champion and recent swimmer of best times at the Huntington Beach Sectionals in California. We're sitting down with Claire Weinstein. Claire, how's it going? It's good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. I'm excited to get your insight on a lot of different things today. Uh, I'm going to start with those Huntington Beach sectionals. You got so last year the Sandpipers went to Winter Juniors in Austin, um, mm -hmm. and this year, <clears throat> instead of opting for one of the two Winter Juniors that were in that were both in the Midwest and not you know pretty pretty centrally located in the U.S., the Sandpipers opted for the the this this short course meet in california was that mostly just a proximity thing do you know did you guys go to that meet just just because it was closer than one of the winter junior meets uh yeah i know that um coach ron usually only likes going to juniors when it's at like the austin pool so i think that's one of the reasons why we didn't go but um we also had like the open water meet that was like the same weekend us open so that's why we didn't go to us open and the past two years we've went to sectionals we were originally going to this other meet but then it got canceled so then we just went to sectionals nice uh yeah that it, it seemed like it made a lot of sense for y'all i for i forgot that the open water meet factored into that i was going to ask about mm -hmm. that anyway um so yeah. we'll get to that in a minute but mm -hmm. this was obviously or it seemed like it was a target meet for you all in in yards um, can you tell me a little bit about the prep for that meet and how you were feeling heading into this sectional meet? Yeah, I mean, we didn't really like do much. Like, I honestly don't understand any of like what we do, but <laughs> I know that we kind of went down like a little bit for open water because you don't want to go in like super beaten up for open water, but you also can't come down too much because it's a 10K. Um, so I kind of just think we just like maintained it from there then. Yeah, just went to sectionals. Did did you feel like you were gonna have a good meet at sectionals, or did you have any idea? Um, I don't really know. I didn't really go in like with any expectations. Honestly, I felt like horrible like a couple days before. But usually, when we're going down yardage, like it doesn't like feel good. So I don't know. Like I I think it kind of could have gone either way. Mm hmm. And then can you can you kind of take us through the meet, you know, the first day to give our listeners some context here, you were 917.8 in the 1000 freestyle on day one, 143.7 in the 200 free on day two, and then 429.3 in the 500 free on day three at all best times. Can you kind of take mm -hmm. us through the meet and, and how you felt during each of those swims and how you feel about them now? Yeah, um, so I think my, like, distance races were pretty good. I mean, that's kind of, like, last year at juniors, I didn't have, like, the best swim. So I think, honestly, that's kind of where I should have been, like, last year. Um, my two free obviously wasn't that good. It was so weird because in – I think it's just because I swam it differently. But, um, like, in the relay, I had a much better split. And I think just, like, 
I don't know. I haven't really figured out like how to like sprint short course yet or like at all. But um, yeah, I think the two free definitely wasn't that good. But yeah, the I was happy with like my five free and my thousand. Um, but yeah, yeah. Did and, and then did you were you making adjustments at all during the meet or, or did that first thousand swim surprise you at all or was it kind of like you said? you were expecting a swim like that at some point. Yeah, I was definitely expecting to do good in the race. I was kind of lost because I was like kind of far ahead. So I thought I wasn't doing that good. So the 917 surprised me, but only because like the race didn't feel that good. Um, but yeah, I knew I was probably going to have, or I should have had like a pretty good swim in that. Do you, do you feel like you're, your yards mastery is growing. Uh, sorry, not mastery, but your, your knowledge of how to, to swim yards, um, especially now that you've been with the Sandpipers for, I think, a couple seasons. You know, do you feel like you're getting more and more knowledge and experience on how to, how to execute some of these races at the level that you want to? Yeah, definitely. It's so much different than long course. Like, I feel like this is probably like bad to say, but I feel like there's so much less like strategy involved in short course because you're just like going fast all the time. Like I feel like you can like plan out your races long course like so much better. But in like like the five free, like it's basically just like a sprint. Like you just go fast the whole time and like hope that you can like keep it up. So um yeah. I think I've just gotten better at just like going out faster and just trying to hold it. That was your short course meet. Um congrats on that. And, Thank you. And then, again, as you mentioned, a couple of weeks before you were in Portugal for an open water competition. Um, can you tell me about just that whole experience? You know, obviously the international travel, um, your race schedule, and then how you felt about the races that you did compete in. Yeah, I only did one race, which was the 10K, and I thought it was pretty good. I mean, my open water kind of goes like back and forth, like depending on like whether it's like a wetsuit race or if it's wavy or whatever, like I either do like good or bad. Um, but that was a good race for me. I feel like I got a lot of good experience about it. But yeah, open water is just something that I always go like back and forth on, on honestly, like whether I even want to do it or not. But that kind of gave me hope that like it's in my future, hopefully. Is I, I mean, so, so you go back and forth on whether on wanting to do it or not. Is that mm -hmm. something that took convincing for you or is that something that you spearheaded as wanting to try and explore with um yeah well even on like my old team like we would do open water like we always went to like um open water junior nationals or whatever i only had done like the 10k before moving to sandpipers but um here like open water is a big thing and everybody kind of does it and i like it so, like sometimes i really love it and sometimes like i hate it like I had a really hard time in like my first international race in Italy in like April or May, I think. And after that race, I was like, I'm never doing open water again. But then we ended up like going to Paris after Worlds for open water. We didn't even swim because it was canceled. But yeah, I guess Portugal was fine. So <laughs> Portugal is fine. Yeah. Uh, how, what what makes you say that? What why was it fine and not terrible or or not great? Well, it, it was good. I was just, I don't know. I, I just used that word. I loved Portugal. It was really pretty there and it was a really good experience, but it was just really wavy. Like that was a really big thing.
Gotcha. How how do you deal with that in that situation when when it is you know wavy, and you're swimming ten thousand um, kilometers? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Like it's kind of like you figure out in the moment. Like for me specifically, I just like wing it like every time I <laughs> I do it. Like you just have to like figure out what you want to do. Like once you're already in the race, like we were only able to swim the course once before um like the actual race and that helped a little bit but honestly like even just like throughout like the 10k like the wind changed so much like the waviness changed and like i don't know you just have to figure it out when you're in it yeah yeah so i mean it seems like a lot of thinking on your feet and also a lot of well metaphorically and then also <laughs> a lot of time to think right yeah definitely how do you how, how do you manage that you know with just what is it a, a two hour race two yeah it was, yeah it was just under two hours um honestly like it goes by really quickly like before I did my first 10k like people told me like it goes by fast because you're thinking so much hmm. um but it's actually true like honestly like a 10k where you're like thinking so much can feel like the mile honestly because the mile feels like forever for me because you're just like staring at the bottom of the pool but you're just like you have to just like juggle so many things at once, like the turns and like the passing and the drafting that it just, it goes by really quickly. Yeah. And then what, uh, do you get nutrition during, during the races? Yeah. We have to make like feed bottles. We like, fill, everybody has like their own like weird concoction, but basically the, there's always like a feeding dock and they like put out a stick with like your bottle on it. You just grab it and drink it on like whatever lap you want what what kind of concoction do you put in yours um i put liquid iv goo and i think that's it it's just like caffeinated goo like the goo gels i think most people do like something about that i know some people like crush up like ibuprofen and put it in it i just take the ibuprofen before but um yeah i don't know that's some people yeah go ahead go ahead I'm just trying to think of like some like other ones that people usually do. I think mine's kind of a more like, um, like usual one. I don't know. I can't think of anything, but yeah. Yeah. The, does, does the goo, um, dissolve or is it, does it make yeah. it like thick? Yeah. You have to like shake it vigorously and then, <laughs> then it dissolves. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, that seems that, that seems pretty regular for, um, you know, a distance race like that. But, mm -hmm. uh, that, so what is it like traveling somewhere, especially internationally, right? For just one race? Um, I don't know. Like usually it is like that for open water, which is kind of nice. Cause you can like absorb like where you are more like mm -hmm. when you go for like pool, you have so much going on that you can't really like explore as much, but I don't know. Like I've never really thought about how, like that might be different. I don't know. Uh, do you feel like you were able to absorb Portugal? I mean, you, you said it was really pretty. It's it's at the top of my list of places I'd like to visit. Um, what struck you about just you know being there as Portugal as a place? Um. Yeah. Just like the water was so pretty. I wish we had like more time to like um, do stuff, but. The sushi there was really good. I'm a big sushi person and it was really good. Um, but yeah, just like everything. Yeah. 
it yeah it's, it sounds like a nice place to have a competition if if you're gonna go somewhere yeah definitely. so that's that's really cool i saw on um you just posted your kind of year in review <laughs> yeah. and you know you did a lot of traveling this year mm-hmm. um yeah. you know for anyone let alone for someone who's still in high school um do you in in reflecting on all of these travels are there trips that stood out to you um you know was there a favorite or was there a favorite place a favorite competition um probably like our meets in florida are usually like my most favorite or like our training trip to california was really fun just places that we can like go to the beach and like have fun i know we went to Fort Lauderdale for the Pro Series, Sarasota for Open Water. Then we had a training camp in California, and those probably were my favorites. I'm really upset that they didn't bring back the Fort Lauderdale Pro Swim. I know, I know. It's very <laughs> sad. That was really fun. That was probably the most fun Pro Series I've been to. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was super nice for those for those who weren't lucky enough to attend. Every <laughs> night during finals, the sun was setting over the mm-hmm. pool. Um, you have this like awesome dive tower that was kind of contrasted the, the, the sunset sky in the background. <laughs> you could go to the beach between prelims and finals or, or like mm-hmm. the day after the meet. It was, yeah, I'm pretty bummed. I don't feel like yeah. San Antonio is the same. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. As Fort Lauderdale. Um, do you, how do you feel about uh, how much travel you do um, because it seems you know you're traveling at least once a month right mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely a lot I mean this year was like by far the most I've ever traveled and honestly like it didn't feel like that much until I tried like I don't know if you've seen but people have been posting like six places where they've been in the year and I was like oh maybe I can do that but like every place I've gone and then I was like this is way <laughs> too much to put on like one Instagram story so yeah. I had to like draft them and spread them out. But um, yeah, I like traveling, um, but it's definitely nice to be like home and like sleep in your own bed and whatever. But um, yeah, I'm glad that I have like so many opportunities to like travel the country and the world. Absolutely. Do you, um, in, in the upcoming six months, you know, kind of leading up to Olympic trials, do you, will you travel less? I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. I don't, I honestly don't really know like what meets we're going to yet, but yeah, I don't think we're going to be running around as the, as much so we can just like focus on other things. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so in terms of your, uh, summer, you, this summer at, uh, world champ trials, you won your first national title. Mm -hmm. Uh, how do you feel like that, how do, how do you, I, sorry, coming into this fall, um, how did you feel overall about the summer that you had from, from trials to world champs? And, and then I guess you were going to do open water in Paris and then you didn't end up doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously I wasn't, um, like my summer wasn't as like successful as I hoped it would be, but I think I, I took a lot out of like world trials and like what happened at worlds and all the issues that I had. Um, and I think that, um, I just learned a lot and I can use a lot like for this upcoming year. Yeah. Are there any specific takeaways you can, you, you're pinpointing or you're really carrying with you into this season? 
Um, yeah, probably just being like, um, I being more like uh, independent, if that makes sense, because I think not having um, like my coach and like uh, our training trip for uh, Worlds like really hurt me. And um, I think I just need to be better at like managing things on my own. That that's that seems very mature of you, which <laughs> obviously is a is a good thing moving forward. But um, yeah, I think that makes sense, and I think th there's also probably a learning curve to that, mm -hmm. <laughs> as in swimming as in life. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, do you feel like? throughout all these travels you've been able to kind of develop some of that independence uh yeah definitely i mean there hasn't been well definitely independence from like my parents but i i think the independence from like not training with my coach is one i'm still working on and it's hard because we don't have like the easiest like practices to do by ourselves and stuff but um yeah that's also something that like had to do with like me not taking as many recruiting trips because I just like hate training on my own. Like it's probably my least favorite thing to do. If I was a sandpiper, I would also hate training on my own. I think, yeah. which I, I think most swimmers do. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. it, it is very hard. Um, that's, that's also a great segue. Um, how many recruiting trips did you end up taking again? Again, cause you didn't want to, take the i mean five's a lot right going yeah, on five trips yeah. is like kind of excessive but mm -hmm. yeah i only took two i went to um indiana and cal i had another one planned but i didn't end up going because it was just a lot like um to plan with like the flights and stuff and i was just like i don't know it was really stressing me out and i was like this shouldn't be like something that's stressing me out like i should be happy about this so yeah I hear you. I, as someone who travels for their career, traveling stresses me out a lot and as yeah. just planning it. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, that, that totally makes sense. And then obviously, uh, you announced your verbal commitment for Cal. Um, mm -hmm. can you tell me a little bit about that and what went into that decision and ultimately what made Cal the right move for you? Yeah, I think just like everything, like when I went there, I just loved every part of it. Just like the coaches. I loved how all of them like work together and all of them were involved with like all the swimmers and just like the plans that they had. And just, I love the campus and obviously like the academics are really good. So I think just like everything together, like just was why I made my decision. Yeah. Did, did you, can you tell me about the coordination with um, the other females <laughs> in your class, if there was any, because obviously the class of 2025 for the Cal women is uh, is on a roll right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Like I was the first person to go on the trip because uh, on a trip because I didn't go on an official. So we're we're all kind of friends, and we would text and be like, "Oh, like what trip are you going? What trip are you going on?" And so after my trip, I kind of texted them and I was like, "Oh my god, like I love Cal," and. Then we were kind of like, um, like, oh, like, what if we all go to Cal? Which was like, that was totally just like um, up in there. Like, we we weren't being serious, and I didn't even know I was committing yet. But um, yeah, I was gonna wait to commit because until after 
um, Athens and um, Berlin, like the World Cups we went to. But then Alex posted, she was like, oh, like we should do it on the same day. Like it would be so crazy. <laughs> so I just took my pictures and posted them. And I was like, it, it was really nice to just get it out of the way. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, that obviously made waves uh, in in the swimming community. And I think people were kind of astounded, right? You know, the number, the, the two, two of the top recruits in the class, both committing on the same day to the same place. Uh, and then kind of everyone was waiting um, on Tegan, who is one of the other recruits. And then when she finally also committed to Cal, it's like, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As well as, I think you have like four or five other swimmers in that class at this point. Yeah, we have a big class. It's really, I love all of them. We have like a group chat going and everybody's so nice. I can't wait to be teammates with them. Yeah. I, so now that the verbal commitment part is over for you and now that you know the this huge class that you'll be coming in with um, that's just stacked from top to bottom um, with mm -hmm. a lot of swimming talent and I'm sure a lot of great people as well. How are you feeling about not only that decision, but just the the upcoming future, which is still kind of a long way away. Yeah, I'm really happy about it. I'm super excited because like, obviously the women's team is kind of going through a rebuild and I'm just really excited to be a part of that because I know that like basically like what we need is kind of going to be like built around all of us instead of like us trying to like fit into something, which is really cool. So yeah, I'm very excited about that, even though it's kind of far away. But I, it was good to just be like committed and be done with it because as much as you can say like, oh, I'm not going to let me this stress me out, like recruiting is stressful. And it was definitely like something that was affecting me at the time. So, yeah. I don't see how it couldn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I think uh, that it that seems very normal. And congrats <laughs> on making the decision and having it out of the way. Thank you. Um, and then you go to the world cups, which I didn't even mm -hmm. think about, but that I've never been to a world cup meet, but it seems like a very unique, um, and cool experience, especially to mm -hmm. go in, in Athens and Berlin. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that experience and how it went for you? Yeah, that was a little bit of a rocky meet. I got like, I swear I always get sick when I go to some meets, I got like really sick, um, like I think the day before um, Berlin and I kind of, it kind of just like dragged out to like Athens too. I had like, I had one like, okay, for free in Greece, kind of like still recovering from um, like being sick, but it was kind of annoying because that was supposed to be like a good racing opportunity for me. And instead I was just like fighting being sick the whole time, but I had some really questionable swims there. <laughs> <laughs> aside from like being sick were there other things that made the swims questionable like did you swim the races in, in, a, in a way that you weren't happy with or was it just like oh my times are slow because I'm sick yeah well I was okay so I was sick but I felt like as I was like racing it just got like progressively worse so I think I went like like the first day 4 10 in the morning of the four free and I was just like done after that, apparently, because I think at night I went like a 420. I was like, okay, that's really <laughs> interesting. And then the next day in the two free, I didn't even make finals. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it probably was getting progressively worse, right? Yeah. Like, 
I don't think any doctor would recommend, oh, you're sick, go swim in a swim meet. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's hard. And I think, yeah. I think every, a lot of swimmers try to fight through that sickness. And especially, you know, you're in Europe, like you're there. Mm -hmm. Might as well I try know. to race. I know. It was hard to be like, oh, like, should I not swim when I already was there? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm sure you did the best with, with what you had at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it you've, you've had quite a year. Um, reflecting on just your swimming as a whole in the last year, I don't know if you've done that, maybe you haven't at all, but d does anything stand out to you um, about what you've accomplished or what you've gained in, in 2023? Um, I don't know. That's a hard question. I feel like I've just learned so much that I can like take with me this year. Um, just like, I don't know, just like every year that I'm on Sandpipers too, like I learn more about like managing like the, training and like managing like the travels and stuff so i just feel like everything combined will will just like set me up good for the future the again i don't like i you guys went to open water and then you went right to sectionals but it seems like everyone on sandpiper is just lit it up at, <laughs> yeah. at, at that meet can you tell me a little bit so coming full circle in this conversation can you tell me a little bit about the team dynamic and sandpipers right now um you know obviously every year i'm sure the team's a little bit different um and you know what is it like right now in in training and and what was it like having everyone swim seemingly so well at that meet yeah um we have a really good group this year i think um just like having everybody to just like push each other in practice is very like beneficial for everybody um but yeah, we, it's the, I think the only difference between our group is that like Bella and Ilya are gone. Now we have um, Gabe and uh, Santi in our group. Um, but yeah, it's definitely really fun at practice. Did, uh, so it's still about 10 to 12 athletes in that top training group? Yeah, we have, I think... 10 people in our group depending on the day there's some kids that come like in and out depending on if it's like long course or short course um but yeah usually it's like about like 10 or 9. gotcha um mm -hmm. and so then I, I guess just moving forward what what are your do you know of any immediate plans in terms of are you do you guys take a training trip for the winter or will you go to the pro swim in january or do you have a meet on the schedule for that month yeah um i honestly have no idea what meets we're going to um but yeah we every year we go to otc for a month in like march but yeah i'm not really sure what like meets we're doing like around that do you do do sandpipers do a christmas training i mean i feel like every day for you guys is christmas training <laughs> yeah i feel like we're like one of the only teams that don't do christmas training like if anything like december is when like it gets easier like right now like we're kind of just like doing like some pretty like low like low intensity practices and it's kind of nice just like flushing out like sectionals and like open water honestly still um but yeah it's like when i see like the other colleges going through like their like hell weeks or whatever it's like crazy i'm like i'm very glad we don't do that 
you know, I didn't know that was an option that you could yeah. like take it easy in December. And then yeah. um, I talked to uh, Emma McKeon and Kaylee McEwen's coach, Michael Bull in Australia. And he was like, that's what they do. They have their Queensland championships that happened last week ish. And then mm -hmm. they kind of like take, take it easy for a couple weeks. I think, you know, yeah. kind of do a holiday and then like kind of restart in January. And I was like, that's yeah. an option. Like swimmers yeah. can do that. <laughs> yeah. That's usually what we do too. Like we take it easier towards the end and then we have like Christmas off or whatever. Um, and then like back in the new year, we started up again, like building back up. But yeah. I think that's great. I think you're, you're breaking the mold and, uh, <laughs> and I hope you enjoy these, these next couple of weeks of, of relaxed practices. Cause yeah, honestly, I feel like the sandpipers every week is everyone else's Christmas training. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, Claire, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and chat. It's been great catching up with you. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.